Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Monday. How are you? Nice to see you. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be your uh, yeah. parachute. Okay, great. Okay, so we can't talk about uh, Yaakov and Yosef and not talk about favorites. Favorites. Um, but you also can't talk about Yaakov and Yosef without talking about the you know, hard things and you know, living life that's calm and easy and not that way. So let's take a look. Let's just take a look at source number one. I forgot that the English in the bottom there, but well, you'll bear with me. Um, let's start from the beginning of Parshish Vayeshev. So uh, Parshish Vayeshev begins, Vayeshev Yaakov, Be'eretz Mikorea Viv, Be'eretz Kanan. Okay? So Yaakov lived in, in the, the land of his, where his father lived, right? Because Yitzchak lived in, in, in Eretz Kanan, so Yaakov lives there too. Eila told us Yaakov, Yosef, Ben Shvasri Shanah, Yareh Sachab Right, so these are the children, these are the descendants of Yaakov. And what should the next line, what should the next words be? What should the, na- what should the next name be? Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisach. Right, that's what Eila told us Yaakov. Right, it should, be, oh, there should be a list. Right. It should be a list of all those people, hi Jenny. Um, um, I was just pointing out. That's I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm just saying hello. I'm just saying hello. Um, so, right, she gave a whole list. Fine. So, this is another problem to be shown and bring out what, what, what the Eilo told us Yaakov should be. What are the children of Yaakov? Then tell me, the, tell me the children of Yaakov, and you don't do that. You just tell me Yosef. Okay, Yosef is, 17, Yosef is 17, and he's a, he's a, he, he hangs out with his brothers, and he hangs out really more with B'nai Bilal, B'nai Zilpa. And Vayave Yosef as the Basam And Yosef becomes the tale bearer, he becomes the, the tattletale. Um, bringing the story everyone has, I don't know, I shouldn't say everyone, many of us probably have in our family the child that likes to report about the other children. And so Yosef was that one in his family. And what happens? V'Yisrael ahaves Yosef mikol banov ki ben zikunim hulo The trouble starts that Yisrael loved Yosef mikol banav presumably means more than all his more other than, children. Right? More than the rest of them. And because he is his ben zikunim, which means son of his old, yeah. son of old age. Okay, and what did he make for him? A special striped coat. It doesn't say that it has multiple colors. Just by the way, just says that it's, it means stripes. It just means stripes. It just means stripes. Really, but okay. Some many in Farsh because somebody had multiple colors, but fine. And what happens? Not surprisingly, vayru echav ki oso ahav echav. And the brothers see, kids are smart, and they know when parents are not even-handed. This one got this many hours of, you know, this one got that many hours, this one got this much money. For, right? they, they can tell when you're not treating them all the same. Um, and, and they begin to fight to the point where they can't even speak to each other. Fine. How much younger was Yosef than his next older brother? Great like, question. You may know. We're going to see, not much younger. Oh. And by the way, is there anyone younger than him? Benjamin. Who's quite a bit younger, actually. So this, this question of what does it mean? So there's our first question. Ki ben zikunim hulo. He's his child of old age. By the way, all of Yaakov's kids were born in his relatively old age. And it took him a long time until he was able to get married and have children, etc. It took him a while. 
Um, so he was, he was already in, he's probably in his 60s when he's first having children like his father. He was also in his 60s. Um, so, so why is Yosef Ben Zikunim? We're going to have to see what does that mean. Does it mean it's, not the, it's not the child he had when he was the oldest because he was oldest when he had Ben Yamin. Um, so, so we'll have to see what is Ben Zikunim. when people say Ben Zikunim, it means like it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's a euphemism. When people say, when people say Ben Zikunim, they mean... So was he like yes. unexpected? Like, does it mean the same thing here? <laughs> like, I don't know. Definitely not. Definitely not because he's the first one for Rachel. Right, right. right? But, but so, I'm saying maybe he gave up. People pull that phrase. Someone calls someone my Ben Zakutnim. They're pulling right. it from this pasuk. That's where it comes from, so right? I'm saying, does it, is the implication that he didn't think Rachel would ever be able to give him children? So, uh, okay. So Ben Zakutnim means, uh, so maybe it wasn't that he was so much older, but more of a mm-hmm. surprise. In his old age, he had a surprise. Or surprise that he didn't expect her to be able to have children. Okay, right. it's actually very interesting, right? I mean, it's, it's become known, Ben Zikunim has like, like you said, sort of like the surprise. Um, but, but it's interesting because maybe that, that like colloquial use of Ben Zikunim might actually inform us as to what it really means, right? That maybe that was part of the, part of the right? It's not just Ben Zikunim. What could, what could the Pesach have said? Why did he love Yosef more? Because... It was Rachel. Rachel's daughter, right. right. He doesn't say that. We love, we know so he, he, he could have so said that. Right. You could have said that, and that really would have, you know, really t- told us the truth, right? Or I shouldn't say the truth, but that, that, that would be a very understandable explanation, right? Is that he was, Ben Zakut, meaning he was, he was the child of Rachel, right? Uh, the child he thought he would never have. Good. So we're going to see, we're gonna have to see what that means. I want, just want, before we get to, uh, to dealing with the Ben Zakut, and, and by the way, what, what is the issue that is like sort of the obvious issue that bothers all of us when we read the story? Yeah, I have a favorite child. What are you doing? Smart guy. The smart guy. Yeah, Yaakov's a smart person. I, I have to imagine. He's a navi. He was a. He was a. He's. He's. He is right. He's called the bechir shabavos. Right. He's like the most like you know chosen of the of, of the. He's seen like the best. He said his and he is and he is Right. And it's like Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu. I think we mentioned this last week. You want to grab a sheet? Let's sheet over there. Um, he's like, right, he's like the, the, you know, his face on the Kisiyah Kavod. Not, not Avram, not Yitzhak, the Medjah says. So like, Yaakov Avinu, is a, this, is a, this is a person who understands the world a little bit, right? It took him some time to figure it out. But he understands the world very well, right? And, and, and what is it? It's such an obvious favorite. Forget like, you treat this one a little bit better, you give a bigger hug, you give a little longer kiss. You give him a special coat. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a... You know, subtle here, you know. Yes, yes. Okay, so we're going to see, right? So his mom loved him, and his father loved him. Good. So, well, or 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 or, or, or how would you? Or I mean, rather than saying like he ch- he chose a favorite. It's like the natural model that he was exposed to, so he followed that pattern. He didn't even maybe didn't know thought. different. Like maybe they didn't have like other families over on Shabbos, like. Like, that was just the model he's, he grew up with, which, by the way, is going to be part of, maybe that's part of what's going on here. But what I, what I want us to do today, to be honest, as we're going to, I'm always honest, but as we're going to move along, is to, <laughs> I always tell guys my speech class, I have a speech class on Fridays in, in, in YU, so I always tell them, they say, to be honest, I like, never say to be honest, like, so, <laughs> and so now you haven't been honest, you know, but like, but, uh, but sorry, I just said it. But, um, but what I'd like us to do is I want us to see some of the 
explanations for Ben Zakunim, some of the explanations for the Ketona Pasim, which some of them you're going to like and some of them you're really going to like. I know, you're not going to, you're not going to like. And then I'm gonna, I know, I told Ron already that when I, when, I put, when I put the sheet together, I know already the questions that are like, that are, that are on their way. No, but on purpose. And I, and I, and I have, I have a, a, a takeaway here that I think, I think hopefully can help us. Get, get, I think we've got to get a little down and have sauce on, on Yaakov also and understand, understand a little bit where he's coming from. But fine. Um, the, the, the first two, three, and four, to be honest, are a little bit more on the Vayesh of Yaakov, which is not really our main point today, but it's just interesting to notice. There's number two. I think it speaks to like our lives a lot. Oh, Nidrash Bo Vayeshev. Why do you say Vayeshev Yaakov Beret Migrayaviv? I mean, it's relatively normal language to use, Vayeshev. But why? Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Bashava. Yaakov wanted to live calm already. Right? Kafatz Allah Rogazal Yosef. And the moment he felt like, can I just live a little like calmer, a little easier life? So then Hashem, you know, you know, sent him the issues with Yosef. Tzadikim evakshim leshev b'shava. Tzadikim want to sit quietly and learn and grow and avodas Hashem and you know raise their family. Omer Kadosh Baruch Hu lo dayan letzadikim hashem mitukan lahem alam abba. It's not enough that they have alam abba to be great for them. Hashem evakshim leshev b'shava alam azeh. You want to make it good here too? Sorry, says Hashem. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a little bit harder for you here. And and if you look at source number four, Wait, the time. What's the word rogue? The the. Literally, rogues, it means like anger almost. Um, but, but it really means like the frustration, the difficulty, the challenge okay. of Yosef. But look in source number four, it's Rav Sternbach in the Sefer Tam Vadas. Right? It's so it was like he wanted to like, you know, drive his fancy car and live in his mansion and like just enjoy life by the pool. It wasn't like his like, you know, like I'm going to chill. That wasn't what he wanted, right? He had a hard life already, right? There's a lot of things for him already. Right? A lot of hard things happened. He just, he didn't want like, like he wasn't looking to, to live like a lavish life. He just wanted Hashem just like, leave me alone for five minutes. Right? He wanted just to like work on his spiritual life a little bit, right? Hashem responded to him, What do you mean? You have a life without any sayon? Sorry, that's not how it goes. No, it's only because you, you struggle at times. That's when you grow and experience. And I'm not saying we should ask for them. That's what, I should, that's what he said. That's what the Torah says. That's what Chazal said about Yaakov. That's what Chazal said Shut up, fine, whatever. That's what Hashem puts us in the world to sometimes, to, to, to have to, at times, to deal with tests. Fine. So that's why, that's this idea that Yaakov wanted to just like relax. It wasn't that Yaakov wanted to relax. He had had a lot of hard things. And he said, enough already. And Hashem said, sorry, not enough already. You're going to have to go through these experiences and they're going to change you and shape you and, and change and shape your children and they're going to grow because of them and we're going to lend it and people for... 4,000 years later, we'll learn from these stories and experiences, and it'll be part of our lives. Fine. That's just like a... I thought it was nice, a nice idea, but fine. Or a hard idea, but um, fine. But take a look now. What is this Ben Zakunim business, right? What is this idea that he's a Ben Zakunim? Source number five says, Rashi, Ben Zakunim, Shinola Lola Iziknoso. That's what it means. It means he was born when he was old. Okay? The Rashbam is not so happy. Ben Zakunim, Ki Acharon Hayal Yur Alf Banim. He was the 11th. He was the last one. 
Acharechein Adzman Meruba. So like Yosef was last of like the main group. So he was the youngest, he was the baby of the, of the main group. Binyam is born later, it's almost like, that's already like different, right? Binyam, and, we, and you actually can see that in the story, right? Binyamin's like not even in the picture, right? right? Until Yosef is gone, and then Binyamin, many years later, again, he gets treated like Yosef. But he's not really around, maybe he's like too little, he's too young, he doesn't get that special treatment yet because he, maybe he would have. But he, Yosef is the last of the main group. Fine. Um, so meaning, but, but what's Rashbam bothered by? Why isn't Binyamin the Ben Zakunim? Right. Right. So he's saying because he was the last one. He was the baby in the family. Everyone, right? If you have you have a few kids in your family, so then the youngest one ends up in many families getting treated like the baby, and kids will say, "You always you, know, you, favor, you favor him, you favor her. She's the princess. He's the prince. He's the right." And it's usually true. Um, mainly just because we're too tired. Right. That's the main reason, right? I think that's, I'm not even joking. That's the main reason. We're like too tired to like, you have rules also. Like you have, everyone has rules. Like you just do what you want, right? So we like, that's like maybe. Like, so that, that's a Benzakinum answer for the favoritism. Right. He got old. He's tired. He's done with this like strict parenting thing. And now it's just like, you know, I'm going to love this kid. I'm going to give him, if I feel right. like giving him a code, I'm giving him a code. Whatever, like whatever. Like, did everyone. So, you know, fine. Yeah. Can't everyone else got hand-me-downs. He gets a new one. Like a, just yeah, just like whatever, you know. Like, you don't have to fill out the chart. I'll fill out the chart for you. Like, it's fine. You can get the candy, whatever. You know, like, it's like easy, you know. So, that's not the shot like Yaakov Avinu. Probably, that's like the shot of like me. But like, but, but, it, but it's an important point, just in terms of like Rashbam was always looking for the simple, basic explanation. He's explaining, simple, basic. Yosef was the youngest of the crew, and Binyamin was until much later, so that's why Yosef kind of steps into that zone. Fine. But says Ramban, All his children were born when he was old. Right, Zulun Yisachar only a couple years older than him. And so it's not like Ben Zikunim. He's like, oh, I had all these children, and now he's the youngest. So the Rashbam really answers that Ramban. He says, okay, so he was, but he was the last. He was the last. So maybe we're interpreting it wrong. So maybe it's not physical age, but we're talking about <clears throat> by then he had experienced parenting ten o ten older kids. So Boys. his <laughs> right, okay. So his, and a girl, at least his one. parenting knowledge, you know, was old and experienced, and he was able to like understand Yosef in a much more sophisticated ah. manner than his older kids. Okay. And he saw him differently, understood him differently, and was able to appreciate him more. As some of our older children might say, not that it's ever been said to me. Well, maybe once. Yeah. I'm yes. your well. I'm your oldest, so you're experimenting with me. Right. <laughs> right? Some yes. of the older kid says that. Right? I'm the oldest. You don't know. You don't know what you're doing. I'm the oldest. You're just kind of like trying to figure it out. I'm like, it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out. Like, no instruction manual. Right? So like, no, but it's an interesting point, right? So as time goes on. So Ruvain has like a lot of issues, like right? And as you right. move along, you get better. At parents, it, right. right? The youngest is supposed to turn out. You get better. You get better. You get better. You, you know right. what you're doing. Apparently. Okay. Even thinking like um, Rachel, like thinking of them as one, and it was like her child in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's, there's definitely. We we know that because he says it, and right? he says that when it's time to send Binyamin down, and he says. 
and Yosef was killed and he was the only one from his mother. We know that it's about Rachel also. It's definitely about Rachel also, for sure. Can I ask you a side question? Yes. Sort of like side, side. But like when Mephorshim, um, right there, Mephorish, are yes. they writing it like based on the, on the shot or are they responding to other... Are they answering them? So sometimes they are. So so that's why it's good to know. Very good. Thank you. So historically, Rashi comes. Rashi is Rashbam's grandfather. So Rashbam is very much. If he doesn't say it always, Rashi says, "I'm Pshuto Shalmikra. I'm always in Pashup Shat." He's not. He's always wanting to midrash. Always. So Rashbam, in his introduction, he says, "My grandfather said he was You know, saying Pshuto Shalmikra, and it wasn't really true." So he said, so I'm going to, and he was like, really is like a response. I'm going to give you mamish pshuto shemakra, right? What is the really basic? You find the Rashbam always. He just takes from you what you can find in the Pesukim to find the answer, right? And that's what he's really looking at. So the, in the Ramban, very often we'll quote Rashi, he'll quote the Ibn Ezra, and they'll say, Ibn Ezra says this, and it's a disaster, it's totally wrong. Rashi says this, I totally disagree. No, but yes. So, so Ramban is responding to Rashbam. So the Ramban, I don't know if he's responding to Rashbam, but he's certainly responding to, to when he says Nenachon Benai, I think he's quoting Rashi. Okay. I think because Rashi said, because he was bored, because I, I, just because I, I, just because I'm clipping, I clipped it, I clipped it. Because otherwise he's challenging them and saying, he gives an answer. Zvulun, but he, you know, Yisachar and Zvulun aren't really, they're a year or two older than him, so like, right. what's better? So right, this is, this, I believe Ramban is, is responding to Rashi. So they're having an okay. argument, but like with hundreds of years of between arguments. Yes. They are. Like, you know. yes. It's an amazing, it's amazing, right, yeah. to watch them fight with each other. Uh, and sometimes they, were, sometimes they were contemporaries, but sometimes they were living in different countries. Right. You know, and would know what the other one said a hundred years before, and then they say back, and then, yeah, it's correct. Fascinating. It's fascinating. Okay. It's fascinating. Yes. Um, they say, Rabbi Salvechi used to say, like, you know, like in the Shir, he'd say like, and now in comes the Rambam. <laughs> and the Rambam's going to talk. And now the rivals going to come in and attack the Rambam. And like, they're not, Rambam said. Rambam says. Right? Because the conversation is still alive. The, 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 yeah. the conversation's alive. Right? A thousand years later. A thousand years later. Rashi died in 11, 1104. Right? So a thousand years later, we're still having those conversations. So, uh, good. So now look at the Radak. The Radak in Torah number 8. The Radak says, hello. What are you talking about? It's Ben Zekunim. They're all born within the seven year period. Old man. He wasn't, he's not older. What's going on here? Totally different shot. He found in Yosef a certain sophistication. Like he was the older child. Ben Zikunim, he was like a Zakain. Mm-hmm. Right, not that he was my, when I'm old, but like Yosef was like an older person, not an old man, but a, a mature person. There was a certain maturity of thought that existed in Yosef that didn't exist in the other children. Vechain Tirgim Unklos, that's what Unklos explains it. Ari Bar Chakim right? He wasn't a Zakain, he was his Bar Chakim, someone who had a Chachma, someone who had, who had wisdom. He says because he he appreciated him, right, in a way that he did that he did not appreciate the other children. Saw something special in him, so he was a special child. So he naturally treated him a little differently, even to the to the extent that he gave him different clothing. Okay, I know. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> roll, roll him. Roll him. You can roll him. It's fine, right? Um, and Rashi says. 
goes back going back to Rashi in Shoshim Nine. Rashi the unklo is tirgan baruch hakim hule that he was smart like he saw him as a, as a chacham komash alama mishem veever masarlo that there was something specific that Yosef that Yaakov gave to Yosef. He gave him a Masora, right? Women shame the Aver, right? So the, the Midrash says that when Yaakov left home to go run to, to, go run to uh, Lavan's house, he, wait, he stopped for 14 years in the yeshiva of Shame the Aver. Shame was a shame who was the son of Noah. We think that we always think that Avram was the only, Avram Yitzhak was like the only monotheist. But it's not true. Right? Shame was a, was, a, was a monotheist, and this was an individual named Aver, apparently. And so the Midrash tells us that he went to Yeshiva Shem Eber, whatever it was that went on in Yeshiva Shem Eber. But also, like, when, it's not so crazy, when, when Rivka has the children, you know, running around in her stomach, and she says, Lama Zeanochi, what's going on? Vatelech Lidrosh is Hashem. She went somewhere to find out what Hashem would say. Where'd she go? She didn't go to Yitzchak. She went somewhere. So Chazal say, ah, Shem Eber. She went to Shem Eber. What were they learning? Great question. There was no Torah. There was no loss of kosher. There was no Torah. Did they have shops? They didn't have anything. They, they had, they had the seven... They, the so they had seven, the seven Noah high laws. They had seven mitzvah in Noah. That they did have. That officially they had. So the, so the Chazak explained us. That like, they were like trying to, on their own, figure out what the mitzvahs would be. They didn't know them themselves, but they were like you spiritual beings. Whatever it was that they, they meditated, a... they whatever. It's not clear what they, what they really lived there. But whatever it was, he spent 14 years there with them. So there must have been something, according to the Midrash, that he spent, again, you can, whatever the Midrash is trying to teach us there. Two PhDs. Yeah, it's a little complicated what, what was going on there. But the point is, so, but, but the Midrash says that he gave to Yosef what he learned in Shem Ve'ever. Okay? Look at this source number 10. Source number 10 is the MS Yaakov from Yaakov Kamenetsky. Kamenetsky writes something very interesting. And he says like this, Ube'emes, there's, we have to understand what it is that they, that they saw that he loved about him more than the others. I get if he was really the youngest kid. They wouldn't bother him so much. Everyone knows he's the baby, okay? Just that he's the baby, that wouldn't bother people so much. It would bother him a little, right? Sorry, it still bothers us a little bit, right? All of us who have a, a younger sibling who gets treated that, right? So it bothers people a little bit, but... Not that much. Not that they wanted to murder him. Mm-hmm. We know that people, you know, we don't love them better, but there's a certain, uh, you know, affinity for the youngest child. And really probably more than that, maybe that we, we want the youngest child to kind of like remain the baby because we always want to have that baby in your house. You want that, that kid to stay a baby, right? I see a lot of antennae going up. Um, <laughs> But since he wasn't really the Ben Zikunim. But still, right? I mean, it's not that he was Ben Zikunim. It was that he wasn't the Ben Zikunim. And still his father treated him special. Because he was some type of intellect, something about him that was special. Now, now they really hate him. Right? If he was just born into it in that slot in the family, it wouldn't bother them quite as much. It's natural. But now that he's not, there's Binyamin, and, and, and his father, the father clearly has more of an interest in him, that's really going to set them off. But he's still bothered. Amnam, next paragraph. Masha Hosef Rashi. Rashi adds on. Right? Rashi adds this point that whatever he learned from Shem he gave to him. It's a problem. What's the problem? Because the problem is, who else did he learn 
Torah from? Presumably Yaakov Avinu. Avram and Yitzchak. Right, his grandfather. Right? He, he didn't just learn, whatever he learned, is sitting in that ohel in his father's house. Right? So he, he's getting, whatever this, this misora they have of, of monotheism and walking the ways of Hashem, etc. He didn't get that just from Shem Weber. He got it from Avram Yitzchak. There's, there's stories about what, what the promises are for them, what's that they're going to be this great nation, they're going to go down to some place afterwards and come back out and, and, and take over Eretz Yisrael. They have this Messiah in their family. He didn't get that from Shane Vever. Then from Avram Yitzchak. So why, what do you mean he gave, gave him everything he got from Shane Vever? Look what he says. It's the third paragraph. I know it's a lot of reading. But. And he, says, he says, I mentioned this in a different place in my Sefer. The Torah shall Shane Vever. The Torah of Shem Ve'ever was a different type of Torah. The, or the, the messages, the lessons that Shem Ve'ever taught were different. Why? It was Torah Tagalut. It was a Torah of a, of, a, of a person who has to go far away and leave their family and leave Eretz Yisrael. Kirak Shem Ve'ever shachayu b'doram shal rishayim g'murim. When did Shem Ve'ever live? Dor Mabul. Dor Mabul. Right, so Shem actually lives through the Mabul. Shem is in the Teva. With Noah, right? And then, and then they live through the door of Flaga, right? When the, they build the tower, the, the tower of Bavel, and everyone gets split around. Right? They live through the Sodom, right? They live through these generations of really unseemly characters, right? And nevertheless, they, they remain who they are, apparently. Right? They, they maintain this, have their own yeshiva. Heim elu Yaakov, love and Rashi. Because, by the way, same question could be asked by Yaakov. Yaakov spent all his time learning from his father Yitzchak. Why does he have to go to Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever before he goes to Haran? Then to Shem Ve'ever, Ve'ever know, know how to teach you how to live life in an environment that's not so ideal. To live life in an environment that's not going to be so, uh, not going to be 50 you know, restaurants around and you know, uh, yeshivas everywhere and shuls and mincha every five minutes. And you need to live in a place where there's less of that and that's harder and you're not going to have the... the the, the spiritual cocoon of Eretz Yisrael. And that was something that Yaakov needed to learn before he went to Haran. And okay. that was something that Yaakov needed to teach specifically to Yosef. Yosef. Why Yosef? Because he was be in Mitzrayim and surrounded by Galas. Good. Right? So, so therefore, Torah Avot, in the Torah of the Avos, that wasn't going to be enough. Monotheism, Biatadik, follow Hashem, yada yada. That's not going to work in Haran. That's not going to work in Mitzrayim. It's too hard. You need like more armor. So Yaakov chooses to give that to Yosef. I got, you have to assume that he had some understanding. He knew, he knew the, the, the Nevuah from Avram Avinu. That Geri Yezarechem, it's going to happen. Gonna go down. They, knew, they knew this was going to happen to them. They were going to leave, leave Eretz Yisrael. He didn't know which kid, right? But presumably he figured out, or he got a Nevuah, that, that Yosef was going to be that kid. Maybe he saw something special in Yosef. Yosef is going to be the one who's going to be that chosen one, right? You can see sometimes in children, something special in a child, right? That this child is going to be unique. And he says, this is the one. I got to give this special Messiah to. But, but he says, but wait a second. He goes, so that's great. Now, now I get it a little bit, right? While he zeroes in on Yosef. He sees something about Yosef. He's special. He, need, he needs that, right? But what's the problem? The brothers, They didn't understand why. The Red Brothers watch this and like, what's going on? A special Chavrusa just with Yosef? What about us? They don't get it. And they feel, rightfully so, they feel jealous, jealous. and angry. Yeah. Jealous and angry. 
just this step, by the way, to me, it gives you like maybe a, a little, a little, a little bit. Like, go a little easier on Yaakov here. Like, Yaakov's got a, a lot on his shoulders. He knows what's supposed to happen here. He ha- this is not just because he's a Navi. He has a Mesar in the family. They know this is going to happen, right? And so he, you know, finds one kid who has this, like, unique talent, this unique personality, this unique way to understand the world. And he says, this one's going to be different. I, need- I got to treat him a little, a little different than the others. And he zeroes in on him. Okay, it... I don't even want to say it backfires, but it, it, has, it, has, it has a terrible like repercussions with the other kids. And it actually sends Yosef to Mitzrayim. Right. <laughs> right? He thinks he's, he's preparing him to go to Mitzrayim. He's actually sending him there mm-hmm. at the same time, ironically. Right? That special relationship, because he's the one who's going to, is the thing that actually sends him down there. So it doesn't mean he did it perfect, but you can get a sense a little bit more maybe about where he's at. But, but, let's, but let's keep going. But that's really inconsistent with his reaction when the brothers later come and we're not there yet and say, you know, Yosef is no longer. Uh, and we're going to get to it. We're going okay. to get to it. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. His okay. reaction. Mm-hmm. Could, what, how does he react? He, he's devastated for the rest of his life. Right. He mourns he him the rest of his and life. And he refuses he to be comforted. To, right. Uh. So if he knew... And he was yes, preparing him to hear the said that he refused because he didn't believe that he really was dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, right? That's one of the shots that he didn't, he didn't really feel it. But, but uh, let's, let's skip ahead for a second. Why would someone like Yaakov, who has accepted that, who, who believes that Yosef is like unique and going to take his children into Galus, and he's the one who's going to like help them be strong in this very, very difficult environment, why would he refuse to accept that Yosef is dead? Because of the Masora. Because you know how the story ends, sort of, right? God, you no. promised me they're going down. And you promised me it's going to be really hard. But you, almost promised, you also promised me they're going to come out. And you gave me this very special child, right, who's like supposed to be the one who's going to lead them. I could tell. Just look at him. He's got it. He's got all the stuff that you need to be that guy, right? And you promised me that they would come out. And you gave me the right child. I prepared him. I got him ready. And now he's dead? After all that? Can't be. Okay, so the answer is, it could be. But you might understand more now why Yaakov refused. He refuses to accept it. Because Again, maybe that's, just, maybe that's just emotionally challenging for him. But it happens to be that he, he ends up being right. But you're right. It could just be like, it seemed impossible he, to him. How could that be? He should have started like, preparing the remaining 11 children. But afterwards? Correct. Right. I mean, that's kind of what Avraham Avinu did. When we said Hashem promised him, you know, he'd inherit all this land, and Sarah dies, he has to go buy his... I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. this also at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. He had to like go buy the land. Mm-hmm. Hashem promised him he'd have children, as many as the stars, stars. and then Sarah was in Akara for all those so years. So he goes for it. So Avraham... Right. So... I mean, Yaakov is also... He's preparing Yosef. Okay, but when Yosef disappears, he instead shattered. of just not accepting Capiche. it, you still have 11 other children... Now, plan B. Start, pick out of the 11 who you're going to So what's the response to that? From a, hu- from a human being perspective? From a human perspective? He, he fell apart and he that. couldn't do it. He was... Phil looks like, There was right? nothing left. Phil looks like. He just... He, 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 I wanted peace and quiet already after Lavan 
and Dina, and my wife died, and my Esav, and, and now Yosef's dead. He's like, he's like, shut off. He can't do it anymore. Again, I, I, I don't know, but it's, it almost feels like that. He's like, he can't not, pick it up. Not to derail us, and you can see we're on another time, but why, I will if I have to. why did Yaakov, why was he sent to Haran and to Lavan to find a wife? Why didn't he just go to the yeshiva of Shem and Aver and say, I need a shidduch? Like, I... I because no, you have to go have the, your family. You got Shadduchim in your family. That's how it goes. So, is we, did we talk about this? Did we ever talk about Devorim and Nekes Rivka? No. No. But so maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. There's a whole very, very interesting story about Devorah, who is the wet nurse of Rivka, who goes with... Who go, this is really... No, this is not the topic. Okay, fine. Okay. okay more, but next year, fine. Like if, yeah. Yes. Okay. Why he had to go into Gullus. But maybe he had to go to... But, God, but by the way, maybe he had to go to Gullus so he could prepare Yosef, who does go to Gullus. Right? And, and by the way, the stories of Yosef are all read when? Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. The, only, the, the, the Yom Tev of how a Jew prepares to go into Gullus. Right? Hanukkah was the last holiday. Right? The last holiday before right. we, we have to know how to light, how to find light in, in a lot of darkness. That was the, the holiday of, of Hanukkah. Always have Owens and Yosef. Okay, Blue Nana. Send me an email. Take, so, no, it's not. Set up the email to go out, you know, like 340 <laughs> days from now. Um, but we have, we'll talk to Vormin against Rifka. But, but, um, but fine. But let, let's, 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 I want, I want to go further for a second. I gave you a, a couple of interesting shots in here about, we won't go into them right now, we don't really have time, but that, that why, did he, why did he give him his special coat? So some say because the other brothers went out to the field and he stayed at home, so he wore different clothing because the shepherds wore one clothing and he wore different clothing because he, he stayed with his father and he was, again, preparing him, so he wore different clothes. It wasn't like this like, fancy, fancy clothes, but it was like, oh, it was different clothes because he, wore, because he lived a different life than they did. Uh, but, but I, but I want to I show you... Um, we're going to skip over celebration for right now. I, I want to show you one last piece. Because we always say, why, how did Yaakov like, not see what was going on here? Because one of the most confusing parts of the whole story is source number 15. Right? What happens in source number 15? Mm-hmm. They go to Shechem. Source number 15, you got it? Yep. Yes, maybe? Yep. No? Last page. Let me see the page. Grab over there, the second page. Sorry. Um, it, should, it should be stapled together. So, the, so in source number 15, I think it's the last source on your page, right? So they, they go to Shechem. Vayomri saw Yosef and Yisrael and Yaakov calls Yosef, Halo achecha roim b'shchem, lecha v'shloch achaleim. Go, why don't you go check on your brothers in some remote place. Go to see the guys who hate your guts. And come back and tell me how it's going. And surprise, what happens? They jump him and kill him. Well, don't kill him. They jump him and, and sell him. But before that, what happens? Fine. So it's always been bothered me, and I think bothers a lot of Mepharshim. What's Yaakov going to be doing? Like, bad enough, he doesn't realize that he's set up this whole mess, that the brothers hate each other. But it, he sees they hate each other. So why are you sending Yosef into the lines then? And then he's so surprised when something bad happens afterwards, right? So, so I saw a, a beautiful, beautiful pshat from Simcha Banim Apshischa. Chasidish pshat. But a really, really nice explanation, actually. And he says, right, what was Yosef's issue with his brothers? Yosef is a, is a big tzaddik. Yosef is a very special Baruch Hakim, right? He's a uniquely spiritual person. Clearly, he has dreams, he has all kinds of stuff. But sometimes what happens with individuals who are very spiritually connected, they, can't relate to people. they have a hard time with people who are not. 
right? And they, we judge other people and we look down at them. And, we, and that's like, a, that's like a, it's like the next stage, right? First, you want like a, a kid to like grow spiritually and then you have to remind them like, and not everyone's like you. And that's okay. And like, how can you handle that? So, says, Yaakov knew it. Yaakov knew. He saw what was going on. Yosef's coming back. He's telling on his brothers. And so he says, I have an opportunity now. And he sends him. What's he telling him to do? He's giving him a See the shlemus. See, the, see that your brothers also have something good in them. Go, I want you to go, go to your brothers and see that, you know what? They have something good in them too. And maybe we should kind of cut this whole thing out. Yosef. With you telling on them and saying bad things about them and looking down on them and dreams that you're going to rule over them. Like, like sometimes like just don't say. You know, sometimes just like keep it to yourself. You don't have to like, right? And he was actually trying to bring them together, right? And in fact, when he is on his way and he can't find them, what does he say? He meets up this mysterious man, right? right? He meets up this mysterious man, continuing in source number 15. And what does he say? He says, uh, you know, what, what are you looking for? And he says, I'm looking for my brothers. So you could read that as, looking for my brothers. But he wanted to say, the Yid of Pshisha wanted to say, no, I'm, look, I'm looking for my brothers. My brothers. My, uh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find my brothers. I'm trying to find a relationship with the brothers that I don't have. <laughs> well, he wasn't just a stranger, some like Malach, this guy, you know what I mean? You know? But it's deep, this is deep tires, you know what I mean? So like, like the Torah doesn't just tell you random conversations, it's telling you something very... He wants to argue. Again, this is not the simple. This is not the Rashbam. This is not the Rashbam. Um, I'm looking for my brothers. Right? What? I'm thinking this. Yeah, see, right? right? It's nice, right? It's yeah. pretty, right? So, and if that's true, also, what does that show you? That even Yaakov is saying, and he says that, so ya- and that explains also why Yaakov is When he finds that afterwards, after he sent Yosef to make Shalom, and Yaakov, he probably saw in Yosef's face, like, okay, Abba, like, I got it. Like, I- I'm going to go make Shalom. I'm gonna go. So he's like, Ready to make things better. And then what do they say? He died. And he's like, it can't be. I have, I'm supposed to be the one with 12 children who all get along. And like, it all works. And, and they're all going to be shifte ka. And it's going to be great. And like, what? After we, like, it's getting better, right? It's getting better. And now it goes off the rails. Like, it can't be. It can't be. And that's why he refuses to, to have an achama. Because, again, whether you want to say it's that he really, you know, uh, Knew with the Nevoa that I was camping, or it just, it can't be. Right? After, after all I've invested in them and tried and, you know, to make them get along, even though, I, yeah, I know, I, 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 I caused this a little bit also, right? And again, he was still right. Yosef still was a special one, and Yosef still needed special, a little bit maybe special attention in a certain way, right? You have to figure out how to balance that with the other kids if you need to do that with one of them, right? But like, and maybe he caused the whole thing, but he also tried to fix it. He did not try. He did try to fix it. It just, you know, it didn't work. Um, but that, and by the way, that would also explain why when the brothers later on, way at the end of the story, they say to Yosef, our father said, after he dies, right? And they, and they lie to him. And they say, our father said, don't, be nice to us, right? Hey, that would fit with any father, hopefully. But it helped particularly if this is part of the story, right? If, Yo- if, if Yaakov had told Yosef, no, Shalom, make shalom, make shalom. Right? And that they knew this is something that their father wanted. They say, when Shamshim Far Hirsch passed away, 
he left a tzava and a letter for his family. And the one thing he asked them, he said, just do me a favor. Take care of each other. This is like one of the biggest time of the generation, you know? All, all I want, you guys get along with each other. Don't fight. Speak to each other, hang out with each other, support each other. That's what I want. That's what I want after I die. Just take care of each other. You know? And to see, that, but I love this chat because it, look, oh, it's, you know, it's probably true. That's what Yaakov wanted, obviously. He wanted them to get along. And it's complicated. It's complicated. But, but I, what I like is this, we always do this, right? I hope. Is like, is to see that this is, it was complicated. And I think, by the way, it's true and all parenting is complicated that our children are not all the same. And they don't all need the exact same treatment. And so my kids, like my, my family, the kids will say like, but this one, I said, everyone's not the same. Maybe that's easier because they're different ages. If they're twins, I guess it's harder. But what can I tell you? <laughs> but when they're, not, they're different ages, so I can play it on that. But like, right, not everyone's the same. Not everyone's the same. I don't treat, I treat everyone fair. Fair is not the same. Right. Everyone's not the same. It's the fair equal. Have you seen that image with the, the three kids? It's a, like a cartoon. Has no, I've not seen that. I want to see it. I don't know where I can even find it. I saw it online one time, and it's like three kids at different heights, and it's like what's fair or, what, or what's equal. So equal, they're trying to see over a fence. So equal is they all the same box, but then they can't all see over the fence. So fair is they have different height different boxes, high boxes to see over the same right. fence. Right, yeah. Like that's fair. That's that they, they need different things, you know, different, different kids with different needs. This one needs to go to this appointment. This one doesn't need that appointment. This one needs to say it, right? Everyone needs some different things, and that's okay. So the, the challenge is how do you make them, I don't know, Good luck. Someone, someone give me some advice about that one. It made them not, not care. But, but I think to see even in Yaakov, and I think this, that, that Emes of Yaakov and then this Rishikun Baram Shishcha brings out that, that value of like, Yaakov saw what was going on. He wasn't blind. His father was blind. I mean, he wasn't blind to what was going on. But it, it was difficult to navigate. And he needed something for the future of Klai Yisrael. And it actually sent things in a bad direction, which ended up being the right thing. In the end, it ended up being the right thing, actually, right? And how things kind of went as they went. Uh, but that it wasn't like Yaakov's oblivious, has no idea, how could you have a favorite child? That there was a lot more to it there than, than meets the eye. And when we see that, I think, then we have a, you know, a deeper, hopefully, deeper appreciation for uh, the struggles and the successes um, of the of us. Okay.